morning. I'm Annika Colbert. It's Thursday, January 20th. A controversial solar plan tabled but not forgotten. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. San Diego County recorded more than 35,000 new COVID-19 infections from last Friday to Monday. It puts the county's total cases over the 600,000 mark, but signs are looking up. Christopher Longhurst is the chief medical officer at UC San Diego Health. He tweeted that there's, quote, multiple signs that we are sliding down the Omicron slope, with case rates and hospitalizations on the decline compared to a week ago. Meanwhile, on Tuesday, the South Bay's two main medical facilities declared internal disasters. Scripps and Sharp Chula Vista both faced a barrage of patients with no more beds or resources to safely care for them. Sharp Healthcare CEO Chris Howard says the current surge is different from last year. Not only are our hospitals and emergency departments incredibly full, but staffing is incredibly stressed. Uh, we have staff that are out with uh, COVID, We have staff that have retired or resigned. The internal disaster was called off at Scripps Chula Vista on Tuesday night and Sharps ended early Wednesday morning. San Diego County Sheriff Bill Gore says he's retiring next month. Gore has less than a year left in his term. He didn't explain why he's retiring early, but said he looks forward to giving his full attention to his wife. Gore became sheriff in 2009. Four candidates are running to replace him with the primary election set for June 7th. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Beth Accomando, KPBS arts reporter and host of the Cinema Junkie podcast. I'm also a geeky gourmet who likes to bake food themed to the movies I watch, like chocolate blood to savor with Dracula, or an extra chewy Wookiee cookie to enjoy with Star Wars. I'm geeky about the things I love, and that makes me a public radio geek as well. I love being able to connect with audiences just like you through TV, radio, the web, and podcasts like the one you're listening to right now. So, are you a KPBS geek? If so, then I'm asking you to get in touch with your inner nerd and become a member of KPBS today. Just go to kpbs.org and click the blue Give Now button and make a donation. That's right. Let's geek out together about the things we love. California regulators are holding off on considering a proposal that would upend the state's solar marketplace. KPBS environment reporter Eric Anderson says the delay likely means changes to the controversial plan are in the works. The California Public Utilities Commission delivered grim news for the state's solar installers last month. It's it's so bad. Bernadette Del Chiaro is the executive director of the California Solar and Storage Association. We think the proposed decision, the bones of it, are so rotten uh, that it will not hold. The public agency recommended slashing how much homeowners are paid for electricity generated by their rooftop solar panels, and it proposed a steep increase in grid access charges for a typical solar customer, about $60 a month. 
The plan essentially negates the financial incentives for homeowners to pay thousands of dollars to add solar panels to their roofs. Solar industry advocates say the changes could dry up demand for the green energy option and throw thousands of solar installers out of work. And that got solar workers to a rally in Los Angeles last week. The message was aimed at the CPUC's satellite office in L.A. The solar workers, like Revamp Energy's owner, Jay Cutting, says his brown and black workers need the support of commissioners. And we would hate to see all the hard work and, and pro- progress we've made been killed by this, by this bill and this solar tax. So we came to show our support and say, save our jobs. But the commission isn't the only target. Solar industry backers have worked hard to get the attention of Governor Gavin Newsom. And hints that their campaign is working came when Newsom answered questions about the proposal during the unveiling of his proposed budget earlier this month. That draft plan that was recently released, I just had a chance to review, and I'll say this about the plan, we still have some work to do. When asked again later during the event, Newsom was vague, but did suggest the proposal would not survive in its current form. Do I think uh, that changes need to be made? Yes, I do. A recent development suggests change might be coming. The CPUC failed to put the item on its January 27th agenda after planning a vote for more than a year. It is unclear if the issue is just being pushed back a couple of weeks or longer. There's no question the commission needs more time on this. Solar industry backer Bernadette Del Chiara is not ready to call the delay a victory, especially with the commission in flux. The CPUC president has only been in office since the beginning of the year, and another of the panel's five seats remain unfilled. It is unprecedented, the shakeup of the the leadership of this commission right at the five-yard line of one of the biggest decisions they will have made this decade. So there's no question they need more time. And I think the governor recognized that and referenced that as well. San Diego Gas and Electric has remained quiet on the issue since early last year. The utility called the process sensitive and told KPBS they would not be commenting until after regulators make their decision. But utility-backed groups continue to run ads on social media. A flaw in state law is forcing Californians who can't afford rooftop solar to subsidize wealthier homeowners who can. Seniors and families struggle. And they have surrogates making their case. Kathy Fairbanks runs the utility-funded group Affordable Energy for All. It's unfair. And, you know, we understand why the solar industry is objecting to these reforms. It means cuts to their profits. It means cuts to executive salaries and bonuses. It means cuts in their shareholders. Meanwhile, solar industry backers say it is utilities that are motivated by greed. Regulators will make the final decision. They've changed the solar market once before, making only minor tweaks after a more sweeping utility-friendly proposal was rejected. It remains unclear if that will happen again. Eric Anderson, KPBS News. COVID-19 cases spiked last week among federal immigration detainees at a San Diego detention center. iNewsource investigative reporter Sofia Mejias-Pasco tells us what's behind the outbreak. More than 90 detainees of the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency known as ICE tested positive for COVID-19 last week at the Otay Mesa Detention Center. The record spike in cases comes while the facility's detainee population has more than doubled in less than a year. 
Meanwhile, ICE officials have not said how many detainees in the facility are vaccinated or boosted. That's concerning to Bartis Vakili. He's a senior staff attorney with the American Civil Liberties Union of San Diego and Imperial Counties. The need to vaccinate them, the need to ensure they have access to boosters to continue to protect them is really critical. Vakili said there are more than 500 medically vulnerable detainees currently held at the facility. That was iNewsource investigative reporter Sofia Mejias Pasco. iNewsource is an independently funded nonprofit partner of KPBS. A new statewide study finds black Californians say their experiences in the state's health care system was impacted by racism. Cap Radio's Sarah Mises Tan reports. The study was conducted by the California Healthcare Foundation and surveyed 100 black Californians on their experiences with the healthcare system. The survey found black residents saw health holistically, and many felt racism they encountered in the health system negatively impacted their physical well-being. Katherine Haynes is with the California Healthcare Foundation. She says many respondents had low expectations the healthcare system would resolve their medical issues. Black people, black Californians in this case, care a lot about their health and do a lot of things to pursue health. The course... <laughs> Uh, that they have to take to pursue health in the healthcare system is obstructed. The study will have two follow-ups, possible solutions and advice for Black people looking to access better health care. The full report will be released this coming summer. In Sacramento, I'm Sarah Mises-Tan. Coming up this week, a new federal program lets people order at-home COVID-19 tests delivered right to their door. We'll take a closer look at how that rollout went. That's next, just after the break. Hello, podcast listener. Full disclosure, I'm going to make some assumptions about you. This probably isn't the only podcast you enjoy. Blink if I'm right. <laughs> it's probably not the only thing you watch or listen to on KPBS either. If I'm right about that, then I'm guessing you make it a point to check in on a regular basis to see what's new, take in the latest and greatest, and then you go back to your daily life until we happily come together again. We're sort of like a virtual buffet. When you're hungry for information and entertainment, you go to KPBS and want to eat, uh, consume all you can, right? Well, you should know that when you become a member of KPBS, you're keeping the entire TV, radio, and online trays full of fresh ideas, like the tasty podcast you're enjoying right now. Help feed your appetite for KPBS. Become a member today. Just go to kpbs.org, click the blue Give Now button, and make a donation. Thank you. The new federal program that allows people to order free at-home COVID tests through the mail launched on Tuesday. That was one day early. The order form looks pretty simple, but it wasn't easy for everyone who tried to submit orders in the first hours. KQED's Carly Severn spoke with California Report host Saul Gonzalez about the rollout. So the big news here seems to be that the program launched a bit early, right? Yeah, 
yeah, it was meant to be today on Wednesday and it actually soft launched in beta on Tuesday. And it's funny because this exact same thing happened for the state's MyTurn site that was rolling out to bring vaccines uh, widely across the state. So a little bit of deja vu here for California. All right. So people are listening to us. They want to get one of these tests ASAP. How do they do it? How does ordering work? So this is meant to be four free tests for every household. So what you do is you go to covidtests.gov. It's a very straightforward form that you order these tests through USPS. It is totally free. You don't have to give any payment, any credit card details. Also, you don't have to give any ID or any insurance information. You can, however, give an email address if you want to receive shipping notifications from USPS via email. You get a tracking number and you can keep tabs on your order. So I want to be very clear about that. There's no additional information that you have to fork over to Uncle Sam to get a test. No, it is surprisingly simple. It really is only a couple of fields, your name and your residential address. And in terms of the tests you can order, one key thing here to keep in mind is that they're counting addresses and not the number of people at a particular address, right? That's right. And I think that's really important for folks to understand because you might naturally understand this as four tests per person or four tests per family. And that is not the case. It is four tests for every residential address. And of course, this has ramifications. This means that multiple orders to the same address under different names won't be processed. This is going to affect a lot of people. We were seeing people talking about this on Tuesday. Number one, roommates. A ton of people throughout the state share their home with a lot of people. And also there's multi-generational households. 2018's US census data actually shows that California was second in the nation for having multi-generational households. Realistically, this may mean that for you and your household, it's not going to be enough to cover everyone. Okay. I want to underscore this. We're talking as this program is just starting to roll out, but has there been a reaction yet? It's been mixed. I've been looking online. For everyone that's impressed by the simplicity of the ordering process, how you know staggeringly easy it is comparatively, there's folks who say, yeah, but this is a long time coming. Why didn't we get this two years ago? Also, some folks have been flagging very real issues with getting their tests delivered straight to their homes because you're not allowed to get them sent somewhere else to pick up. It has to come straight to your home. I've been seeing comment from people whose address where they live is actually connected to a commercial building. So that is getting flagged by USPS as a commercial address and thus ineligible to get the test. I say all this in the hope that this will change soon. When it launched early on Tuesday, the site was in beta. It was in what they call limited capacity. And who knows, we may see things improve really quickly. I hope so. Got it. And are these tests the same or not from the ones I can get my insurer to reimburse? So this is a different program. So as of January 15th, so as of the weekend, people with private health insurance can actually get those at-home antigen tests that they've been buying at places like Walgreens, at CVS. They can get reimbursed by their insurer for the cost of those and the cost of up to eight at-home COVID tests a month. So each private health insurer is going to have slightly different ways of you doing that. So check with your insurer about how you get your money. And that was KQED's Carly Severn speaking with California Report host Saul Gonzalez. 
And that's it for the podcast today. Be sure to catch KPBS Midday Edition at noon on KPBS Radio, or check out the Midday Edition podcast. You can also watch KPBS Evening Edition at 5 o'clock on KPBS Television. And as always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Annika Colbert. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.